0: Welcome back to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, a.k.a. Yorchi Financial Coconut, and every Thursday, you will finally get to chill with us. We will be bringing on some of the quirkiest, geekiest, leading voices in the personal finance space to give them simple time to talk about their stories, the lessons they have learned over time, and some good advice for all of us. What has aged well? What didn't do so well? Why did they do what they do? So sit back and
1: chill with TFC. So I think uh, if you're aspiring to start an e-commerce business, you should, uh, if you're busy, you have a Kai Robert flyer, I think you should just count your numbers, see how much you can invest in your venture, Right. And then uh, if you can, try to explore and work with partners that could, you know, um, accelerate your learning curve. Right. For example, if there are fulfillment partners that can help you pick and pack where you're busy because you don't want to be picking and packing yourself. Right. And the, the I mean the cost, the value that you earn per hour will be higher than if you were packing. So you need to take that into consideration. Uh, I would also suggest that if you don't have experience with e-commerce, you should and must find them for.
0: Coconuts, welcome to Chills with TFC. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your Chief Financial Coconut. And today, we are joined with Elvin. right? Apparently, your company sells hundreds of millions, you know, in like health products. right? right. That's the situation. That's why you are here.
1: <laughs> yeah, really excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Reggie. Nice, nice. Uh, long, long ago, I was still in SMU. Yeah, you yeah, are
0: long, long ago. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know. very old already now. <laughs> I was
0: saying, well, not many digital marketing Oh, yeah, yeah. But
1: the time I was still studying in SMU and actually, Uh, what happened was um, my ex-girlfriend then she was sick so I was like staying up at night uh, giving her medication every six hours so I was just online googling how to make money online you know literally typing that and then I saw a website came up Uh, I remember the name of that program it was called uh, Silent Sales Machine Uh, it was a US uh, business owner teaching people how to sell things on eBay and make money on eBay so I just you know buy the program trust the guy and I think Thankfully, that that kind of era, at that time, uh, less scams, It was true, <laughs> uh, So I, yeah. Shout
0: out to all you fake <laughs> gurus, uh. Uh, These days, are a bit too many. Okay? Yeah.
1: So uh, I just followed whatever he taught, <laughs> and uh, interestingly enough, um, you know, I was able to make about two to three thousand uh, dollars a month mm. while still studying at SMU. Oh, that's
0: pretty cool. Yeah. What were you selling on eBay?
1: So um, I started. Okay, so back then you could actually buy things like ebooks. So you buy like rights to. Books which are digital things, Shit, okay. and then you sell them on eBay. You sell them like one, two bucks, three bucks, uh, uh. you know, and people buy them. I was so surprised. Uh. Uh, and then, of course, over time, I, I started selling some CD material. Uh, it's something called subliminal CDs, like hypnosis CDs. Not sure whether you heard about Bro, that. Bro, <laughs> CD is already. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh no. CD, you know which era I reviewed from, my right? age. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> but, true. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of get what, what you're saying. Yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, so I started selling that, ki- that kind of hypnosis, kind of uh, personal development CDs. I bought the rights. You know, I burn them myself, stick the sticker, and then uh, when people buy, then we'll ship them. Uh, many US eBay la. Uh, yeah. So, um, so after that, I guess I caught the bug in the sense that I re- realized, eh, yeah, can actually make money two three thousand a month while still studying. Uh, maybe I can do a full-time job with this ah, you know. So after graduation, I just uh, went out full time to um, pursue lah, digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. What, what were your next few ventures?
1: Wow, a lot of field ventures. Uh, at first, you know at the start, uh, I did like, something like I, I thought to I do some consulting. So we did SEO lah, back then, uh-huh. uh, consulting, so, uh, partner with a friend. I think we had yeah, yellow pages, you know, gone already. <laughs> that, that era, uh, as a <laughs> I client, feel very nostalgia today, right? Your <laughs>
0: CD, your yellow pager. Uh,
1: so did some of that consulting, like an agency, mm-hmm. but um, I realized I wasn't really cut out for that kind of work because I, I'm not really good with people talking and then selling. Uh, so I like to do more back end work, lah. So, tried that for a while, um, that didn't work out so well. And then eventually I started moving on to selling products online to the US market. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly in the personal development field. So, you go to a bookshop, you know, there's this self-help area. Yeah. Like Anthony Robbins, Jack yeah. Canfield, that kind can of help you more confident, self-esteem, mm-hmm. uh, peak performance. So, mm-hmm. uh, we started working with some authors to create digital like e-books, audio, video programs. And then we mainly sold them to the US market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. So that's what we did.
0: The you or doesn't sell
1: here? Uh, <laughs> harder lah, harder, yeah. <laughs> I think in general, uh, okay to be honest, um, I don't know how to sell in Singapore or Asia because I learned from American how to sell to Americans. Ma. Mm. So uh, we followed the same model and the way we sell is a bit, I would say different uh, in the sense that, uh, I'm not sure, uh, okay this is, so. you heard of QVC?
0: Yeah, I know QVC like TV, television, yeah, those kind yeah, of on yeah, yeah. on
1: cable TV, where you know they have the advertisement. They say
0: whole day just running. Yeah, 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 yeah Sell, sell, sell. This correct. is what, what, what. That is what, yeah, what, yeah. what. Buy yeah. now.
1: There's a bonus. Yeah, yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah, call yeah. in. Yeah, call in now.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: I think Singapore last time got a bit. Um, they tried. They tried. Buy one Taiwan uh, also is quite. Oh, a Oh really? I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. but US more prevalent. Yes, like, more common yes, like, yes, Last time, yes. uh, and so we actually use that model, meaning that we create videos, this kind like buy now get bonus, not call in, but, but, but click on the buy button. And then, uh, of course, the only difference is we put those videos on the website and we sell it through that method. Oh. Yeah, so that was our model um, for, for quite some time. La.
0: Interesting. Wait, can, can you explain a little bit how is it different selling here? has come back to selling there. Like mm. I mean you you live here in Singapore. Sure. You probably entertained this idea before well, maybe I can sell locally. Okay. Like, okay. Can I can see where it is. But you uh, try and then it doesn't work. Like, then you continue to sell to the US, right? So I like, think kinda of where it
1: makes sense, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I think fair statement. Uh, yeah. I think okay, but to be honest, I think a reason also I didn't want to to honor uh, venture locally is because I think the market size is small. Mm-hmm. You know, four, five million population here, Malaysia maybe twenty. So US was like four hundred million people, huge market size. And I have the strong belief that, you know, When you move into the bigger market size, if you have success, it is amplified, right? Rather than, you know, trying to carve out, uh, not to say you can't be successful in Singapore, but Mm. um, it was just, I think, really easier back then. Mm. Uh, We learned from Americans, we sold the same style. Uh, So it's different, I would say. And I mean, just think about it. uh, Have you seen those Thailand infomercials? Always different from Singapore style, right? So Mm -hmm. I think every country has a different way of selling. So you need to understand and build a whole marketing team just to sell to... You know people in different cultures and countries mm. so um, since i was already in u.s and it was a big market we honestly didn't really consider even selling locally yeah, yeah so, and i always
0: tell my friends if i'm going to start like a direct-to-consumer brand mm. i will explore doing it in thailand mm.
1: right? i think
0: the the cost to create oh, the content yes. and just kind of push it out there and the brand that's is true. quite good right so mm. so that's a different discussion okay yeah, if i
1: really started y'all would know yes 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 yes,
0: yes. <laughs> but, but long long story around right How do you then end up with this brand that you've you've built at this point in time?
1: So I think uh, we started selling self-help development stuff uh, Mm. until 2015, right? Uh, So that was like 2007 to 2015 and uh, I realized that uh, we kind of kept out. I was doing maybe about 4.5 million US a year, Mm. uh, maybe 15 staff, team members. uh, And I look around the, the region like my friends or acquaintances or competitors Uh, we know we're not anthony robbins we're not jack canfield you know chicken soup guy the biggest player beyond that was maybe doing 30 million a year so we're like it was harder for us to grow and then i realized okay uh you know i had a mentor that actually told us you know um, the health market is bigger so that's where we started um you know eventually uh started trying to sell supplements because it's a multi-billion dollar industry and i think more mainstream like you sell supplements is more mainstream than selling Mm, mm, (laughs)
0: ebook right
1: for mm. So, uh, to, to twenty fifteen, we actually made a pivot, hundred percent into health supplements and then beauty products, and that's where we changed our name uh, from last time Success Vantage, because more personal development to TrueGenics. Yeah. Mm,
0: okay. So you took the same team. Yes. Yes. Can I just kind of dig a little bit deeper into the whole, like, okay, supplement is a more mainstream market, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of there. But it's not always easy to play in the mainstream market, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you play that. in the niche market. Yes. It's actually quite quite advantageous. Yes, right? it's actually true. Dominant yes. in space. Yes, you're right. right? So, so what is the, is there a struggle kind of entering into a more mainstream market?
1: Okay. So uh, whatever you say is perfectly true. I think- Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think... The thing about us is that honestly, right, uh, my earlier success in business was more about look at what is working now, model people, and then just model them like, or copy <laughs> la, a bit. It works. Copy yeah, it is works. right. Yes, ah. yes, copy is yes. right. Yes. So we always use that mo- m- methodology first. We see who is successful, we dig in deep, we buy through their products, we understand how they do it. And we just copy. It's not like we're creating a, a Google or a Tesla, or, you know. Mm. We're, we're just trying to sell product. So um, that has done very well for us. And of course, after you copy, you hit some success, then you innovate. You, you, you know, you find ways to be different, and that's how you stand out. But I think uh, when you model success, businesses, stories, uh, you have a higher chance of success that way. So that's how we, uh, I think, uh, got some success. Uh, plus, in addition to that, because we're in the personal development market, somehow uh, our demographic were of our customers then were about 40, 30 to 40, 50. Mm. Okay, I, I thought that maybe the it will be a more younger Yuppie crowd, but actually, apparently no. Maybe because they're more buying power. No,
0: yuppie no money. La. Yeah, that's true. That's right. they,
1: they cannot buy supplements. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the same it's the same with us,
0: right? Yes, our yes. audience, where they are, yeah. they, they look for these kind of things, right? Correct,
1: so, that is some natural trajectory. Mm. So, we have a database of customers prospects. So, when we had supplements, we, just could, we could promote, send emails mm. to that existing database and uh, it didn't translate 100%, but uh, it was okay. Maybe, you know, uh, 50% of the people resonated. So we could get initial sales just easily, good. rather than from scratch. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's So trend. it wasn't say, uh, I changed the whole business uh, mm. overnight. It was, uh, we've been selling online to this demo for this kind of topics. And we switched to health, mm. and we could uh, transfer some of the assets over. Mm, mm. So it was easier for us, so I'll be honest.
0: Nice, nice, nice. But then, I'm sure, other than that, there are a lot of other, like, business challenges. Sure, right? sure, it's, sure. it's not just It's not just like, oh, my email open rate is at 50% yes, 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 yes. and then we close through, you know, there are all these other fulfillment challenges. Yes, you fulfillment. sell digital product and you sell oh, like physical yeah, yeah. delivery, oh, yes. it's a different thing. Yes. And then your payment structures, everything, mm. you know, become harder. Maybe you can kind of share with us a little bit more. Sure.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, we actually got, I think when you're selling digital, there's no product fulfillment is download. Man, yeah. huh? uh, versus, so we actually, Started learning, oh, yeah, huh? got cost of goods, inventory, you need to forecast, you overbuy, then nobody buy, then throw away. Yeah. So I think that there was definitely uh, a lot of learning challenges at the start on how to manage and uh, apply some formulas to um, how how much inventory should you take on. And of course, when you're just starting out, you know, the manufacturers don't know you and then what are the payment terms and then you also to be honest when we first bought our first few supplements uh, we just google and you know see who to buy from online mm. we never met the manufacturer it's only like maybe three years down the road then i traveled us then i, I went to see them
0: Shit, isn't that quite risky uh, a looking little?
1: back today knowing <laughs> what you know will mm. you do that again uh, probably not. <laughs> probably have, you know, a few, few ways to verify, double check, audits. maybe hire a consultant there to go and audit them. Oh, yeah. Yes, but I think back then, uh, what you don't know doesn't hurt lah. La. Yeah, if yeah, uh. I Just yeah, yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. I I thought, uh, to be honest, that time, I thought everybody do it. Let's Google uh, online. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, along the way, I think, uh, you know, as our numbers grew bigger, because we grew quite fast, like 4.5, I think it was 6.7, 21, 44 million. Uh, we started, like, hiring consultants, lawyers, and then st- that's where we implement a lot more protocols and all that paperwork. Yeah. Like you can't just buy, something and sell. You need to have a lot of checks and all that. Okay. Okay. So, so if,
0: someone, like, if someone wants to kind of start something similar, mm. direct-to-consumer, physical yes. goods today, right? Yes. You know, what, what would be some advice you have for them?
1: I think uh, now the environment has changed quite a fair bit in the sense that there are some manufacturers that actually allow uh, on-demand fulfillment. So it's not like drop shipping. I think drop shipping. You heard of drop shipping. Yeah, I know dropshipping. Yeah, but they mainly take from China and sell to maybe US la, yeah, right? Sure. So I think in the last maybe eight years there was this uh, phenomenon where uh, there's this thing called drop shipping, where a lot of uh, I would say e-commerce vendors they would uh, go to you know fairs uh, in China or even Singapore where the fairs are, and they'll actually purchase products maybe through Ali Baba. Right, or you know different uh, platforms I not I'm not familiar and they would then just repackage rebrand the product and then when a consumer buys it in the US they'll sell to the US market from China it would then ship to the consumer right so it's called drop shipping because they don't have to come out money to buy the product at the start so only when they sell so it's like consignment la. when they sell a product then they would send the info to the China side pay the money and then it'll be shipped to the US side mm-hmm. yeah so I think uh, quite a couple of years back, there was a lot of people doing dropshipping, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, this on-demand, what I talk about uh, on-demand fulfilment is more like from China ship US, very long. Mm. So, a lot of, uh, if it's not fast enough, customers will be unhappy, file chargebacks, refunds, and that's where uh, it gets tricky, like hard to make money. So, that's why with this on-demand model, there are manufacturers in the US. So, uh, for supplements, there are. For beauty, I think there are. So, some product lines, they have this kind of manufacturers whereby, same thing, uh, you can do a deal with them, there's a minimum quota. Uh, you know, you should, based on what the inventory they have, you have to find unique ones, la. You know, you want to sell vitamin C, la. Vitamin C cannot fight, lah. I we mean, must try to find unique <laughs> angles, positioning. Uh,
0: uh, come out a new vitamin. Yeah, Don't yeah. la, don't don't. don't. <laughs> okay.
1: And then uh, I would say, uh, so when when a customer buys your product, then that fulfillment company in the US would, you know, stick on your brand and then ship it to the customer. So. Uh, because US to US would be very relatively mm. faster, so you know, uh, so that's a good. I would say if you don't have so much capital at mm. the start uh, to test proof of concept, maybe in some ways that's something to consider, right? And of course, I think there are still ways to um, you know purchase product from China if it's not supplements or whatnot, you know. Uh, but then you need to have a higher capital uptake to test products, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So what is the capital size that that we should play with then? Okay, I think. Uh, Okay, If you do all this on demand, I think your capital will all go into marketing, mm. branding, design and mm. then selling. So maybe 50 to 100 grand maybe. Okay. Uh, but once you go into inventory, you buy inventory, like for us, there's this thing called MOQ, Minimum Order Quantity, right? So uh, depending on the product we purchase, uh, depending on the formula, uh, if it's very unique, I remember we bought one, we had some Japanese probiotics inside. Uh, MOQ was 10,000. Uh, that one was a mistake, it was $12 ah. per, per bottle. Uh, that one we broke our own benchmark. We usually try to keep it below six to seven US la, but that was twelve. So we ordered like you know 120, 000, 10, 000 bottles, hundred twenty grand US, and that shit. one tank lah. Upfront. Yeah, we yeah upfront. We only sold like nine hundred bottles and everything else, we couldn't sell and throw yeah. away. La. I mean, if you go into custom, then of course, like I said, the MOQ could be five thousand to about ten thousand mm-hmm. usually. Uh, some companies give you lower MOQ, maybe one thousand, but then the cost, of course, will charge you higher, la. Okay,
0: fair, fair. Mm-hmm. So you will recommend someone not to do custom from the start, um, like,
1: just unless do a
0: white label. That
1: I think white away. label is easier. Uh, custom unless you have a unique idea that you're mm-hmm. really passionate about, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I think I rather passion with,
0: cannot fuel these things, lah. <laughs>
1: passion, la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, there's some products that I love a lot. I take in myself, but they mm-hmm. cannot sell them. Cannot mm. sell, miss. cannot sell, I have to retire, mm. you know. So I think it's all about product to market uh, fit. Mm. Yeah. How do I then test the market
0: such that there is? I know that there's a market fit?
1: Mm. So I mean there are a lot of ways you can actually just run the marketing first. Like be, I mean, whatever your skill set is Facebook, you know, or, or a platform like Amazon or whatever, uh, Shopee. I think the key thing is you just put, if you don't mind, Craft your brand, put an ad there, but don't have the product yet. Lah. Yeah. yeah. So what happens, of course, mm. is customer by a bit unhappy. But you can look at the data mm-hmm. and with maybe like 5,000 ad spend, you can see, okay, if I was to really run it, what would my return be? Uh, and of course, you need a sizable amount of data to determine. Like you can't just spend 100 bucks and say, oh, 100 bucks makes me 300 bucks and I can now go and throw in 100 grand. It doesn't scale that in the same method mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what is then a sizable data to validate that there's a product, there is something here, okay. this works,
1: let's good go for question. it. good question. I think it, it varies. Uh, so
0: if you start a new product line, you know, what would be your validation process? How's okay. it going to be like?
1: Yeah, so for us ourselves, uh, what we do is because we have an internal database, a huge database of customers and prospects. So every time we launch a product, uh, we have a, I'll call it a QC period. Within the next two weeks, our own database would start sending and promoting it. So we don't run Facebook ads first, we run our internal. So that's uh, So what, what happens is that in that two weeks as we run and promote our own product, we get data. We get like click-through rate, interest level, engagement on the email, we get the revenue per click, all those numbers. And then with those numbers, we then compare to all our historical numbers like, oh, is this above benchmark, below benchmark? Like recently we had one that tanked, and then uh, but the previous one we had one that did very well. So with that data, we then move on to, okay, this one has legs, has promise. Then we uh, now, okay, now we pass this to potentially the Facebook team or the other media buyers to then scale. So, but that's our process. So, if you are just starting out a bit different now, I guess, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if you are starting out, you don't have your own database yet. So, you either have to decide using Facebook or marketplaces. I think in that case, maybe at least five to 10,000, because the thing is, you know, I don't know why you seen that picture. Like people, you know, digging for gold, and then the one like they give up just when the gold is just there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
1: so um, it's tricky, subjective. You want to know that you invested enough to you know dig for it, uh, and then before you let go and say, okay, I tried this few things, my ads, and maybe even the the page like your promise, your positioning, you might need to tweak it a bit. So for us, we do I think something that has potential. We saw the initial data we might run up to 50 grand to try it out and modify. But if you're lower budget, maybe 5, 10, because you also don't want to dump all your money and then mm. on something that actually would never work. Okay, give me a bit more color on the 5, 10 grand.
0: Essentially, you're, you're telling us, to, okay, you have this idea, you play around with it, you go in with 5 to 10,000 in the marketing mm. budget, yes. right? And then from there, people join your wait list, you know, or yes. like,
1: what's the situation? Let me give us a little okay, more Okay, so color. for us, we're more, I think okay, uh, we won't focus on waitlist. lists, we more focus on making the sale immediately. La, so because, oh, immediately you want to yes, okay, think as okay, okay. an SME when you're small, right? Sales is very lifeblood. Uh, light yeah, blood, yeah, yeah. Important, important uh, yeah. cash flow is important, la. money yeah. flow is important. Yes, 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 yes because yes, yes, yes. unless you were, like got VC funding, then you can do that other game. La. But if yeah, it's your own yeah. money, wow. Yeah, yeah. If you spend five thousand, you earn zero, I think you will give up already, right? Yeah, right? fair, fair, yeah, fair, right? fair, So uh okay. so of course you don't just spend like that, you would plan out your ads, you know, your lender, you run like one, two hundred dollars a day, run it, see. Okay, maybe I spent 200 and then it made back 100. Okay, la, lose 50%, but has potential. Got some people buying. You look at the, all the other sub matrix and then you still run it, run it, right? Took it, see, can you. Because um, it's rarely that you run something and just home run. I would say that happens maybe 5 10% of the time and mm-hmm. you're lucky. Uh, but if not, sometimes you need to tweak, ma. tweak your advertisements, your positioning, your. your Change the keywords, play yes, yes, around. Yes, yes. Or so even the, the page that's selling, maybe. You the copywriting didn't resonate, so you need to position it a bit mm. different, and then more, test. So that's what I mean by that. Five thousand would be spent optimizing your ads, your lender, and to see uh, as you get more data, because But of course, if you spend three thousand and you make zero. So that one, I think then you can forget it. Ah, it's yeah, that one that one, that one, that one, means gone case. <laughs> I, I Sorry, think that's quite clear, la. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: okay, yeah. fair, fair, fair. So, yeah. th- so that is how you would recommend people to kind of get it going.
1: Yes, yes. if they were to right. spend on the marketing side. First, because, I mean, like you said, cash flow is important. If you don't make back some money, it means that really no legs. Mm. Yeah,
0: okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So I think that's like zero to one, right? Ah, i yeah. kind of getting to something, you know. But now that you already have a business, mm. I think for a lot of newer entrepreneurs, they don't get it. And managing money in itself is a problem. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. There's a lot of Ins and outs. Like just now, you're talking about chargeback refund. Oh mm. my god! We used to sell a digital product, and then oh. the refund is like oh, it's a headache, you know? Oh, really? Because refund okay, wow. is quite sad, already, yes, right? Yes, you yes. gotta give the money back, and then it affects your 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 <laughs> yes, running right. cash flow, it affects everything. Yes, yes. But you still gotta do it, right? Yes. So so there's all the ins and outs. How do you how do you go about managing your cash? How do you manage your currency, your money?
1: So good question. Um, so there are a lot of different ways. So I think for starters. Uh, we try to find ways to reduce our expenses in the way that we, you know, use our cash. So, um, you know, so we mainly sell the US market, so we have USD. And I think, um, you know, one good way that we actually, I think that was in 2017, we actually uh, were introduced to a service called World First. And uh, back then, I think uh, it was really, really good because World First had fees and structures that were very beneficial to us. Um, I remember, when we first started using World First, I mean, compared to the banks, using the banks, it brought our costs down drastically. Because the bank wire transfers, uh, especially the US, was quite quite considerable. Uh, And I remember we saved over uh, six figures in savings in a year. Shit. Yeah, that's why the guy who recommended it to us, I gave him two. at... three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I brought him to cut restaurant, everything, you know. I uh, give him a few meals a year. <laughs> I said, yeah, you paid for it many yeah, times. Yeah, he introduced- yeah. I didn't. I guess I didn't know about such a service yeah. and I was introduced to it So it cost savings. So I think it's very important oh. yeah, to be careful, mindful about your expenses. You know, there are different ways and different tools, platforms that you can use. For us, it was worthless in this case to lower your expenses. Especially, especially that one is like... you sure yeah, can... Yeah. Put-
0: you definitely have to use it but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, yeah. you're doing in the US, yeah. you're moving money in and yes, out yes.
1: and all that. Jazz. So, so that's examples, you find tools lah, that can or sometimes also maybe with your vendors, you can try it. as your volume goes up, you must remember to negotiate fees. Because sometimes uh, they won't outright say, "Hey, I want to reduce your fee already. Ma. So we have some uh, vendors whereby when you're doing bigger volume, you can always ask, I mean politely, hey, you know, we've been doing working well. Can you uh, help reduce our fees a bit? Is there anything? and. I mean, what, what's the harm? Just ask me. Mm, right? mm. And then uh, we get some fees reduction or so a lot mm, sometimes. Mm. Nice, yes,
0: yes. nice,
1: nice. And uh, when you talk about more about like cash flow, I think uh, you're right. Entrepreneurs, when we're starting out, uh, honestly, I also very bad with that. And mm-hmm. we learned a, a very bad lesson in 2019 with regards to cash flow management. Right? Yes. I think because uh, we we're doing very well, I think 2018 was our peak. We're doing 44 million a year. Uh, and I think the good years make you lazy, <laughs> la. you know, they make you like, complacent and mm. think like you're king of the world, everything is you like...
0: bring your world first guy, go maka makan, and spend too much time doing those things,
1: uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like just, I mean, you you, you think that because you're winning, you win not every year, you think it's going to continue. Uh, Fair. Fair. So actually in business, there's ups and downs. Mm. La, mm. So uh, at that time, we didn't have good forecasting mm. methodologies. Like we didn't forecast our cash flow, P&L. Uh, now we do it one year running, continuous one year running. So back then, uh, you know, we were changing our business model a little bit, so uh, what happened was, uh, we used to launch about 8 products a year, 8 to 10, but we cut it down to like 2 in one and a half years. Because we were doing a lot of compliance, um, you know, uh, making sure our protocols are tight, but all the operations stuff are not selling. Mm. Our numbers dropped drastically, and I was thinking, okay, I mean, I lose 100, 200 grand a month, uh, okay, la, we got a few million, man, can last like, you know, one, two years, even without making money. But that's P&L, profit and loss, not cash flow. Yes.
0: So, I can book a lot of sales. Yes. I can register my deliverables, mm. you know, like, okay, sales, and but also, the
1: cash haven't come in. Correct. Right? And also, yeah. inventory? Inventory, when you buy, it's not under uh, expenses. It's only when you sell them. The, I don't know, it's some accounting thing mm. now. Mm. I'm not very good with that. My accounting got deep. What happened was, eh, although I'm losing like 100K, 200K a month, then suddenly my cash dropped by half a million in a month. I'm like, wow, that was quite, uh, to be honest, quite stressful because I'm like, if it drops half a million every month, within like you know seven eight months, I'm undi- wiped out already. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was in late 2019, and then that's why in 2020 we actually you know had to restructure not just once but actually two times. Oh, yeah. Shit, so it was very painful. painful. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the first and second restructuring exercise that we did um, with the company. I was very new to it. Uh, you know, I think. It's one thing to let not-so-good team members go, but it's another thing when you have to let good people go, right?
0: So coconuts, is it new year, new me? I sure hope you're inspired and pumped by Elvin from True genix I think there are a lot of interesting things happening in the e-commerce space. What do you want to sell? Who do you want to sell to? So if this year you are looking to do business, especially in the e-commerce space, great news, World First is giving all of you an exclusive promo to kickstart your global business journey. For all new users, your first 10 business transactions on World First will be free, which can add up to quite a significant cost depending on what you do. Of course, terms. And conditions apply But do check out the link In the description box below And use code WFTFC02 And join more than a million Other business owners On World First Once again, I repeat Use code WFTFC02 Link is in the description box below How will you do it again now? I mean, forecasting is a thing you yes. Know, getting some sort of clarity forefront. But mm. to be fair, forecasting is a very like, you know, if like zero to one, one to 10, forecasting is a bit like a 10 to 100
1: ta, situation. Yes, yes. It's also tricky. It's subjective. Yeah, yeah, I but I think what what forecasting does is that uh, it, once you forecast it, then you monitor the actual and how it behaves. So with forecasting now, what will happen is we'll get the warning way in advance, mm. much earlier at least. So it won't be a, oh no, we're down to like, you know, for millions down to uh, like 600 mm. grand in the bank. Uh, That was the lowest point and we need about, I think, 700 just to operate, you know, money in, money out. That was very, uh, I'll say, a shock to us and especially when we had to, you know, uh, team members in the company were saying uh, they didn't know the company was doing bad, only some of the leaders knew. So it was a very shocking thing when we had to restructure. Uh, I remember um, the first round, uh, the leaders had to do it and then the second round because, um, you know, I think it was too much for the leaders because there were a lot of crying, a lot of upset people. So second round, the next batch of people, I did it myself. Uh, and I remember uh, my leaders were also a bit uh, affected, like, they knew I was affected so they actually, I do know what, they sent me a wagu burger, I remember for Wolf burgers, I love burgers like. They sent it to my house you know, just to cheer me up a bit like, yeah. but those. So I think like you said, looking back, um, it's about being financially prudent, your cash flow, being careful uh, We do now a lot of simulations, mm. meaning that we simulate if this happens, worst case scenario uh, Average case scenario, good case scenario, so that we are also prepared, okay if worst case happens what, hap- what do we need to do? So we have all the action plan A, B, and C to activate if that happens so that it won't be so last minute. Uh, mm. And got a chance to revive.
0: Uh. Fair, fair. And I think capital deployment is also quite a important thing, right? yes, which, yes. which we've already kind of talked a little bit about. like mm. Testing the product, yes, you know, yes. going, so, going with it and all yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
1: like I said, uh, you must be... I think sometimes entrepreneurs, when they do well, make more money. They be a bit more not so prudent, right?
0: Really. inflated, lah, right? The ego bigger, lah. Yeah, la. yes, Eat more yes, burger, yes. La, Everything, right? right? Yeah, I think yeah.
1: once, yeah, yeah, you need to have self awareness like that.
0: Um, no, but I think it's part and parcel of the game, right?
1: The, the learning process. Yeah, and yes.
0: then and then when the bubble pops, right? Then you come back to reality. Then the next round, you are more managed. Yes. Right, but then pop a few times, eh?
1: <laughs> up and down, you know. So many yeah. years there. are Sometimes, yeah. up and down, so yeah. you learn, you become better. Mm. But that's also why you're the team of the year, apparently. Oh, yes, yes. Because <laughs> so after that happened, uh, it was very tough for us. I mean, we, I think, let go like 30 plus in Singapore side. Uh, overall, I think we reduced staff count by about 30%. Uh, we were still negative every month. Uh, so, what happened in that year, 2020, was um, I actually went out uh, to join my friend's seminar company. I did coaching. So, I don't know whether you saw so it on YouTube, I was there, like teaching people how to do e commerce. So, that's not something that I like to do because I don't want to be those fake guru, you know, And of course, the thing is, at the end of the day, no matter how you teach people, the success rate of people who succeed uh, online uh, is very low. Like in any endeavor, you know, like entrepreneurs, business owners, or anything you do, it's only a small percentage you'll succeed. But I had to do that. So, uh, you know, but through that, thankfully, I managed to draw in about Half a million in cash flow profits to the company to Tongna uh, you know, uh, uh, for that time period.
0: Oh, so you were monetizing your time yes, to yes. kinda of tahan well, for yeah. the whole group.
1: Yes, while well, the group then um, you know executed on the plan that we have moving forward. So okay. uh, thankfully, I think by August, I remember August 2020 we turned it around, meaning the team turned it around while I was still injecting money, training. Uh, and then from then on, 2020, it was good already. La. We managed to come back. La. So All the different teams, that's why we won team a year because um, I think kudos to the leaders that uh, stuck by us. Because I don't know whether you know, you can experience it before. When you have a sinking ship, uh, the people, I mean, you you let a lot of people go already. The people left on also very worried, right? Yes, yes. Can stay on or not. And we definitely lost some good people as well. The chatter
0: kills. Yes, yes. yes. So
1: they need to believe in you, your vision, Mm. and the plan moving forward that will succeed, considering that before that you failed them already. And that's why uh, you know very very happy that we were able to win that award and it was really kudos to them the right? so,
0: mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Can you help me elaborate a little bit more on the management uh, situation like when you're firing people you know like people leave Restructure la don't yeah. say fire Okay okay it's restructure. Restructure, it's uh, restructure, right sizing it's ah, right, right sizing <laughs> 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 But anyway right sizing you get to the you get to a situation and you were talking about like people not feeling confident with, in you anymore, yes. right? And then leaving. It's such an entrepreneurial thing. It's so mm. common, yes. right? But how do you stabilize the sheep? How do you stabilize yourself? How do you mm. get the whole thing together? Mm. You know, like like what are some tangible steps that you personally have
1: tried that, that works? Yes. So, yes, so at that time when you lost trust with majority, I think uh, you just have to be upfront with the rest of them. Um, you know, you have to apologize, say what went wrong. Uh, You have to be truthful, you know, to share like, okay, um, you know, while some things are out of control, you could have, as the CEO, you should have seen something coming, right? So that's the first step, you know, to apologize and to show sincerity that it's really your fault. And then the next thing is to then uh, craft up and share them what's the plan moving forward and why you think it was viable and share data and stats, you know. So, for example, in that case, uh, we stopped. Uh, new product launches like to two and one half years where previously we were doing eight to ten a year we knew based on data that uh, new product launches are the lifeblood of the company it brings in new sales you know out of the eight or ten that we launch not everything will be a product market fit uh, but once you have one of them that is a big winner that big winner brings in easily you know uh, four five hundred thousand every month so that floats everything else so but the thing is if you only got two shots and both done uh, are duds then mm-hmm. but if you have eight one of them will be a hit man based on uh, mathematics, mm. la, mathematics la, right? Probability. Yeah. So uh, we shared that with them and said, are you ready to uh, share the different leaders first? So we talked to the leaders first. Uh, are you ready to execute on this plan? If you all can, then we can move forward because mm. the leaders need to be convinced. Confused, yeah. Yes, And they also had access to that data. They know they say yes. And then can you also need to ask them, can we do back so many launches? So a lot of the leaders uh, and the teams, like they had the old team, the locus leaner team la, yeah. to then got back to like launching a lot of products. So I remember by about, I think July 2020, we started launching a new product every single month. Boom! You know, July one new product, August one new product, September new product. Yeah, but all those new products bombed night actually, to be honest. That first half year until December all tanked. So of course again, uh, but thankfully, <laughs> 2021, January, the product was a hit. One of our products was a hit and then that floated everything. Because again, a lot of numbers. Right? Yeah. A lot
0: of large numbers. Yeah. So,
1: uh, so getting the core leaders first. The core leaders would then talk to their teams and try and convince them. And uh, we also started implementing something new whereby uh, to have transparency because they all talk about no transparency at the start. Uh, so every week now, since then, uh, we have something called the CEO message whereby I'll shoot a short video in uh, the Monday of every week, um, sharing them, not the exact sales numbers, but generally, are we on, on target, are we not on target, sharing little wins like, oh, we just finalized uh, with, you know, the product name of this product and we're moving ahead. And then uh, this team has just done better than usual or worse than usual. Mm. So these little snippets are like two, three minutes every week. And I think that maybe shared with the team, the whole company, because uh, we are people uh, worldwide as well, that we were more transparent and willing to share data so that they won't be in for a root shock. Mm. So I think that over time helped build some trust. Okay, okay. I, I would hope so. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you, you've you turned it around, right, in that sense? Well, we turned so, it around, yeah, I think. Yeah, you guys turned it around, yeah. so, so definitely there's some some truth to the mm. execution, which which I think is is very fair. Mm. Okay, so maybe last question, right? In closing, right? Since you've gone through so many ups and downs, you know your you know, your cash flow change, mm. changes big and small, you know over time, and <laughs> your team is everywhere. Your cli- your clients are in the US, and then you know your suppliers are anywhere, right? So how? Why until now, in 2017, you used World First, right? Yeah. But why until now, you still using World First? <laughs> Now, we've got a lot of providers already, right? Yes, yes, So, like, why do you still stick to this brand? you know, and what is the advantage that you experience?
1: Okay. So, we mainly sell in the US. And, of course, uh, our accounts with you, uh, you World First are mainly uh for USD den- denominations. Uh. I think uh, throughout the years, we're still using World First. Because uh, I think their service, the, the platform has been quite seamless. Um, and to be honest, there are a lot of competitors, like you said, in the marketplace right now. Uh, you know, we did try some of them. Uh, but I think Wolfers has been very stable whereby uh, when we do those cross-border transactions to our, our, our vendors, um, I would say 99% of them are okay, no no issue. For some of them, others, sometimes there's a little bit of uh, hiccups. And then we got the finance team got to go and check it out again. So uh, so we, we like that feature from Wolfers being very dependable. La. You know their rates are still uh, cons- quite low decently low so their cost savings as well and of course you also want i think a uh, reputable company like, i think they are backed by n financial now because mm, mm, i mean we have sometimes millions of dollars in their account so if it's a small company yeah, then they weird, uh, <laughs> and then yeah, we also a small company yeah, we can't afford to lose yeah, uh, yeah, our, yeah, yeah 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 so i think it's very important to have a. Um, well established company that has good competitive rates. So that's why we still use Wolfers to this day.
0: No, and I think for a lot of newer entrepreneurs they don't they need to understand that as you kind of grow, yes. things like latency, things like trustability oh, yeah. of your backend software, your, yeah, your yeah. payment provider, all these things become increasingly important. Yes,
1: it's not just yeah. the cheapest. Yeah, it's not just the cheapest. <laughs> yeah, 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 you, yeah, you, yeah, you pay yeah, a higher yeah, price. in yeah. It's the true.
0: End. When yes. your server is down for that few, yes. few hours and then yes. you, you didn't realise until the, the the questions come in. No, <laughs> yes. like, oh my god, you're going to lose a lot.
1: So you need uh, good rates and yeah, you latency and reliability. Great, love it. Yeah. Any last tips for entrepreneurs
0: or aspiring entrepreneurs, <laughs> high <laughs> functioning corporate individuals that are looking to you know start e-commerce yeah, like,
1: what tip do you have okay i would say not only tip but i say uh definitely now uh, i think based on data i saw about 19 percent of world retail is now online and every year is growing uh, i'm sure everyone knows it's it will continue to grow it's not even you know 50 percent. so there's huge opportunity for online uh, i would in fact i don't even think it's online in fact in future i mean everyone's buying through mobile right i'm actually for myself i'm thinking when would potentially apple or android actually cut out the Facebook, TikToks the middlemen and actually maybe sell it through the mobile phones directly because they have so big market share. So I think uh, if you're aspiring to start an e-commerce business, you should, uh, if you're busy, you have a Kai cover flyer, I think you should just count your numbers, see how much you can invest in your venture, right? And then uh, if you can, try to explore and work with partners that could, you know, um, accelerate your learning curve. Right? For example, if there are fulfillment partners that can help you pick and pack where you're busy because you don't want to be picking and packing yourself. right? And the, the I mean, the cost, the value that you earn per hour will be higher than if you were packing. So you need to take that into consideration. Uh, I would also suggest that if you don't have experience with e-commerce, you should and must find mentors. Uh, for me, um, a lot of growth um, accelerated through finding mentors. I mean, just like, you know, uh, like now, you know, I'm trying to lose weight, so I find a PT. the, the, the person's an expert would, would would get you more optimized, maximized results. Right. So similarly for e-commerce, if you can find a mentor, you know, and of course it's not easy to find like sometimes they're also busy. Yeah, yeah. Right. So if you can find one, it will accelerate your learning curve. So go for courses, you know, attend events. There are a lot, I think, e-commerce expos. I think recently there was a Yeah, yeah, there, there was one, yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. So I would say uh, there's some some advice I have.
0: Great. Great. Cool. Yeah, we can wait lost together. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <cool. laughs> okay. And that's a wrap. Thank you guys.